0: You're here. Today is the day. No day is just another day. No. Each day is like waking into a new life with a world of possibilities before the next sleep. Each day is another opportunity to do. The motivation to make a step in the direction you want to go won't magically be greater tomorrow. It will be reset, along with your excuses not to. So, today is the day. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to Yelling at Birds, a podcast where there really hasn't been a lot of yelling and we've been very light on birds. Maybe we'll change that. I don't know. The weirdest thing about this experience thus far is I know you just, since you since you asked. <laughs> The weirdest thing about this experience thus far is me judging how I talk. And not like I feel like I have a weird voice or anything like that. It's just, how am I talking? Do I sound like, is this a podcast voice? Is this like, how's my cadence and everything? The fucking weird self-judgment stuff. Like, how does my voice sound? Does it sound natural, robotic? Is there inflection? Is there, ugh. Ideally... Ideally, I'd like to get to the point where I'm just kind of sitting here talking and um, it's like I'm just like I talk to myself or just having a chat with a friend. That's the goal, huh? That is the goal. We'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know. But it's kind of hampered by the fact that I don't, uh, I like to have this be kind of raw and have me go through and all the little blips, mistakes and mess ups, but I tend to get off track if I let that happen uh, if it's unscripted and then I just like sometimes my brain just kind of phases out and I forget whatever I was going or what I was saying and dead air but anyway we'll get it it's it's all a gr- it's it's a all a process a process of growth but well welcome to yelling at birds I'm Matt here to work through uh, whatever it is I need to work through in hopes that some part, some little piece of my mind can help some little part of you. Let me know if it has. I appreciate it. This is part five of my seven deadly series where I take a look at the seven deadly sins and how they manifest in our lives and stand in the way of us finding peace here on earth. It's possible. It's there. And it's all up to you. Just imagine it. Imagine just fully feeling at peace with yourself and the world around you while you continue to learn from yourself and continue to grow. There's so much beauty out there, so many great things to experience, but you can easily cloud your vision of any or all of the beauty by ways of the manifested sins, quote unquote sins. And really, you're only hurting yourself. So. Have you ever been angry? Unless you've totally mentally separated from reality, I'm guessing you have been. And, like anything else, it's healthy in certain doses and when it's used correctly. There is a ton of, I guess, yeah, I guess there's a lot of upside to anger. It's a signal. I mean, one thing being, it's a signal. It's a signal to us, a signal to us that something that has occurred or is occurring isn't sitting well with us we've been wronged in some way and we are we're being signaled that this isn't so great if you use this feeling to reflect on what is causing the anger or to properly communicate those emotions it can be a great catalyst to personal growth and growth in your relationships that being said it has to be utilized the right way I know that um, us here in the Midwest are categorized as being nice now, I'm not sure how to really quantify that more than, ju- than it's just a feeling and a characterization. If you want to flip that, another way of putting it is that we're not intentionally rude. And an even more honest way to put it, um, which is something that people who are actually from the Midwest and are honest with themselves, is that we're dishonest. That doesn't feel as good. Minnesota Nice. Minnesota dishonesty. Maybe not intentionally, or maybe not with ill intent, but where we may not be intentionally rude, we may be reluctant reluctant to tell the full truth if it has the possibility to either hurt someone's feelings or make us out to be the bad guy. Uh, maybe it's just me. This reluctance to, quote-unquote, tell it like it is, has it has the possibility to be a direct line to an unhealthy anger we may we may try to be overly diplomatic in order to save face a situation that could have been solved by the band-aid method remains ongoing and kernels of resentment are born which have the potential to pop into fully blown rage or even wrath which for me um has been manifested in situations where I refuse to address an issue that upsets me. until the, I refuse to address it until the anger was fully boiling, boiling over. Um, it's pretty common. And that's kind of one of my weaknesses. One thing I'm trying to uh, get better at is kind of addressing things as they happen. And obviously, having a, an idea of what is and what isn't a big deal or what truly matters, that's important too. But sometimes those little things that, you know, looking back on it, that wasn't that big of a deal. Sometimes they truly matter. And uh, only waiting to address it. So there's an uncomfortability uh, in confrontation and something that seems like it's so small and insignificant doesn't warrant a confrontation, but at least it warrants a discussion. And you know, there's, uh, I know I've been guilty of just avoiding that confrontation and not addressing an issue until i'm just like livid and mad until i'm compelled to address an issue and that's not always the healthiest mindset to have if you are talking about um, if you're addressing an issue where you feel like you've been wronged or something that's just maybe irritating um that you know could have been handled a little better Um, so yeah like I said I'm guilty of this but I'm getting better and this this would be an an example of an unhealthy utilization of anger so I don't know what a point I was trying to make but there's that oh example example let's say let's say I'm in a relationship and there and there is something that my partner does that bothers me a little bit it's not really a big deal I tell myself, and I learn to live with it. Which, which means that the issue still bothers me, but I stuff it deep down, leaving it unaddressed. Now, this this little thing that could have been a short, uncomfortable, but honest and healing conversation is planted in my soil of emotions. Uh, the sour seed, the sour seed, while momentarily momentarily ignored. Um, begins to let's say begins to slowly sprout and while it's working to grow beneath the surface at the same time it's also taking resources from other emotions while continuing to feed on any other small annoyances before too long there's no more room for it to grow underneath and no more resources in my body's garden to nourish any of the positive seeds and experiences and one more drop of friction is all it takes for that seed to burst forth in full bloom. And that relationship, if not over, is forever altered and tainted by that weed I let grow and overtake my garden, when all it would have taken is enough self-reflection or courage and enough honest communication in the beginning to kind of handle that or just address it. So, we've solved anger. There, that's done. (laughs) Oh, also um people in the midwest are people yes they're very nice in my experience and there are some amazingly generous things being done by a whole lot of people uh, around here that i know um but they are people and what i found on my on what little travel i've done is that guess what people are people The single most definitive factor on how you think people are is you and your energy. So what about wrath? Oh, by the way, this is wrath, this episode. Basically, uh, wrath is uncontrolled anger. It's uncontrolled feelings of anger, rage, and even hatred. Uh, According to Catholicism, anger becomes the sin of wrath when it's directed against an innocent person, when it is unduly strong or long-lasting, or when it desires excessive punishment. Obviously, in some of my relationships, romantic or otherwise, allowing my initial anger to, to fester and grow without communicating it allowed it to become wrathful, when the ultimate blowout would happen. And that wouldn't always come in the form of yelling or even a fight, but sometimes in the intentional distancing myself and eventual cutting that person out of my life. So whatever happened to initially cause turbulence didn't warrant the end reaction. There seems to be plenty of, exa- plenty of examples in our lives these days uh, in the form of bigotry and hate We see examples of hate and fear of groups of people who may, who some may not have ever come into contact with. Um, We're currently, we're currently involved in a war where soldiers who are fighting and killing each other might not even have been alive when the original grievance took place. Like, how crazy is that? No, not crazy. How absolutely in-fucking-sane is that? Hate, bigotry, and fear of quote-unquote other people is the wrath that has the greatest risk of poisoning us and our potential life experiences for the rest of our lives. I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear children spew words of hate taught to them by their parents. It's heartbreaking to see generations of human beings unable to reflect honesty honestly on their emotions and experiences, being poisoned forever. It's maddening, it's heartbreaking to see the sword of wrath being waved and wielded in order to keep us all divided. To me, wrath is just, it's, wrath is a fear and ignorance based sin. Oddly enough, the more you are exposed to the people that you claim to hate, the less you hate them. Because like I said earlier, people are ultimately people. We're all just idiot children trying to figure this whole thing out. The less willing you are to really find out about another person, or less the less open you are to it, the more likely you'll have some resentment, fear, or hate towards them which should be and probably is common knowledge, but still we refuse to open ourselves up. Now this was useful, and still is to an extent, when you find yourself in a situation where you are actually fearing for your life, but these days when the biggest fear seems to be like a declining property value, or you have to bake a fucking cake for someone you disagree with, it all seems that much more silly and pathetic. I personally just see no room for wrath anymore. We live in an age where all of the world's knowledge and experiences are available at the click of a button. We can learn almost as much about other cultures, other people, and other life experiences as possible without actually being physically there to experience it ourselves. The question is, do you even want to learn about another person? Do you, even, do you even want to know what it might be like to grow up in a situation other than your own? Do you even want to show any amount of empathy for another human, if even the smallest amount? I guess that's that's up to you. Those are questions that you have to answer for yourself. The other question I guess that is more pressing to me is that what are you protecting yourself for? What are you trying to save yourself from? It's understandable that if you feel if you feel your life to be truly in danger, that you would seek to protect yourself from an early death. But beyond that, what the hell good is our hate? We know death is there waiting for us. Waiting for all of us. We should understand that life is just a crapshoot we have beaten some incredibly daunting odds to have just been born, not even taking into account the time and location of our birth and to whom we're born to. It's it's insane that we're even here, and it's even more crazy that we should devote even a second of the blip of our own existence to be hateful or have wrath in our hearts towards another soul lucky enough to happen to be born in our time. Just think of all like think of all the great civilizations to come and grow throughout our history and how short of a time they had. And ask yourself if a thousand years from now, hell, even a hundred years from now, if the world will remember or be a better place because you chose to close yourself off from it. That's where that's where wrath gets me. I mean it's it's in the end just fucking pointless another thing I don't understand that I wish I wish I did and I well I kind of do I suppose and it takes it does take empathy to understand wrath and to understand why someone would have hate in their hearts just as much I guess I would say just as much there's let's say racism bothers the hell out of you like it does me Let's say it bothers the hell out of you. So you probably, it's possible that you may may have hate in your heart for the racist. And, you know, is it worth our time to try to understand what they're going through and why they would feel the way they feel? I don't think, I don't think we can do one without the other. I don't think that we can ask, let's say, a closed-minded person to open themselves up and have empathy for the person they hate without also doing the same for them. So it goes both ways. It's really, it's maybe the most difficult thing in life to understand and to get yourself to try and understand, I guess, is even the most evil people in history or evil people in the world or those people that you completely cannot, like, are disgusting to you, you still... I think owe it to the world and owe it to your life development in your life's process to try to get in their heads and understand where they're coming from this is the thing i've been saying since i was i don't know 18 that understanding doesn't doesn't equal agreement you don't have to accept um like you don't have to accept a pedophile as a person that should exist or I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but like, you don't have to agree with a pedophile to try and understand what's going on in their heads. Um, And I I don't think, like I said, I don't think we can ask the truly hateful or the simple minded or the uh, bigoted people in the world to try to understand who they're bigoted against and not try to also understand them ourselves. man, wrath, dude. But I guess beyond that, I want you all here. We're all here right now and I'm very grateful to be here with you all on this big rock as we hurtle through space together. I want you here. Even if I disagree with you, even if you disagree with me, you make up the world. You play a part. And we don't have to agree with one another to understand each other. So thank you for being here with me today. I appreciate all of you. I really do. One little ask? Please, please, please find me on Facebook on my Yelling at Birds podcast page or at yab pod or uh, yelling at b on twitter if you found value like and share my page shoot me a message let me know let me know if i provide you with value i appreciate everything you've done for me so far and i appreciate the messages i've already gotten it really is each i mean every time something little thing speaks to you if even if you want to explore it a little further or if you disagree with me if there's something that you don't, um, maybe my way of seeing it is different from yours and you just wanna hash that out a little bit or talk about it, please shoot me a message. I really do appreciate it. Um, Because I'm still growing here too. And hell, it's one of the most important things to know is that you don't know a damn thing. And I can feel confident in some of the things I've been saying here and I truly do and I I believe it. But, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I like to have those conversations. But just know I appreciate it. But that's it for me. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. Happy hump day to you and yours. See you later, nerds.